Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Simon. And Dr. Simon's show is The Stories We Live By. And the last three episodes I've done were on politics and political ideology and the uh, way in which uh, the drift uh, to uh, various ideologies is destroying, what I believe is destroying uh, the country we live in, certainly destroying the idea of a democracy, Um, and I wanted to talk today about ideologies themselves. I thought it would be good to back up a little. Uh, Again, if I get professorial, um, you can forgive me, or at the word professorial, just turn off the show and uh, not listen or don't download it, Um, because in the current ideology, uh, teachers and professors are not very highly regarded. So uh, let me give you start with the definition, some definitions of ideology. Uh, one is the body of ideas reflecting the social needs and aspirations of an individual, group, class, or culture to a set of doctrines or beliefs that form the basis of a political, economic, or other system And three, my favorite, visionary thinking. And it is this visionary thinking that ultimately causes so much problems when a political group uh, forms its ideology. Now, again, I I have to show my bias in this. Uh, The political party at present that frightens me the most is not the ineptitude of the Democratic Party, but the allegiance of the uh, Republican Party uh, to the Tea Party and every right-wing crackpot and nut that seems to uh, uh, put forth another uh, um, piece of ideology that is suffocating, visionary, uh, and won't deal with the facts. Uh, This last week, we saw uh, the rebirth of the birthing issue, that Obama, no matter how many times he tries to prove uh, that uh, he's an American, was born an American, um, this group of people who uh, don't want to believe it simply don't, which is one of the uh, characteristics of a sacred ideology. And most ideologies are sacred stories. Um, They resist facts. Once the group, a large group especially, uh, builds its belief system around an ideology, it is extremely difficult to uh, present any kind of information uh, to that group that will counter the belief system 
uh, that they apparently need to organize their political and economic uh, uh, activities. So last week, Donald Trump, uh, an individual I have disliked for many years, particularly back in the 70s when uh, he put an awful lot of people out of their homes so that he could build high-rise apartments or high-rise expensive uh, 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 buildings for uh, on top of the sites previously occupied by perfectly uh, safe and reasonable homes, apartment buildings, smaller, uh, less costly apartment buildings. Um, makes himself a fortune, and part of the uh, ideology of our country is that money talks and everything else walks, that success is defined more and more, more and more, by the thickness of your wallet and not how you got your money. Uh, so uh, Trump is now uh, trumpeting uh, the idea that uh, uh, he's going to want to run for president, and he is going to appeal to that ideology uh, that seems to uh, hate the notion, uh, that, to my interpretation, that a black man, a man of color, an African-American, could have ended up as the president of the United States and not be some form of alien, uh, in which now the, the alien is cast in terms of his not having been born uh, a real American. So um, let me continue with my, my notion of ideology and it's the, the nature of it and why it becomes so entrapping and so dangerous to those in it and anybody who disagrees with it. Um, it's interesting that a religion has its sacred stories, but typically in the United States, uh, while religion played a, a role uh, in politics, it wasn't the kind of politics that we're seeing now. Uh, it was politics that was presented to the parishioners within a church or a temple um, about the, the nature of something going on in society. Now, it's hard to avoid politics when you talk about morality, because how people should live is, uh, forms the basis of most ideologies and sacred stories. But the Catholic Church, for example, really dealt with the afterlife and what it took to get into the afterlife. And while some of the things that the Church demanded in terms of, let's say, not having abortion uh, were, were political in nature, the Church had not joined or, or with the political party. Uh, and this began to change in, in several areas. One was the civil rights movement. And um, many of us were skeptical, uh, although there was no other way, I, historically there was no other way it was going to happen, that the civil rights movement really came out of the church system, the Baptist church system in the United States. Martin Luther King was a reverend, uh, and most of the people, a tremendous number of the individuals who initiated what was absolutely necessary uh, as a political movement with an ideology uh, was, was a coming out of churches uh, and coming out of a religious background. 
The other thing that was interesting is that in South America, um, in, in, in the 60s and 70s into the 80s, the church became very active, the Catholic Church, in demanding social reform. And this was not just simply now uh, where the priest uh, would give a lecture in a church about the nature of the morality of society in either general or specific terms. These were individuals who now began to come out of the church, and many of whom were attacked and even murdered uh, for demanding social change. So the Catholic Church, which usually was concerned with the afterlife, was now more and more concerned with the present life. And I think these two uh, uh, threads are important historically because I think they are the basis or part of the basis of so much of the ideologies now in the United States, particularly what the Republicans are hanging on to uh, 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 and and, and, uh, – making and sounding more and more religious all of the time. Um, uh, There's a wonderful book I could recommend called American Theocracy by Kevin Phillips, which is the peril and politics of radical religion, oil, and borrowed money in the 21st century. And uh, I've talked about the ideology of the free market, uh, which in so many ways... Uh, has a religious feel to it, but more and more the social agenda that I see down here from the Republicans who now control, totally control uh, the political process uh, is directly uh, religious in in its ideology and in its direction. So um, we have, uh, as Philip says, we now have a party which, for the first time in America, is a religious party as much as it is a political party. And I think that's part of the danger, because religion asks you to take things on faith. Uh, the battle between science and religion is one in which uh, scientists take things on faith, but what they take on faith is that you have to have facts, uh, observable facts, to back up your arguments, or uh, if the observable facts run counter to your argument, you have to change the basis of your argument. And I, I now watch as this uh, religious stranglehold is more and more uh, uh, um, becoming the political basis of uh, the ideology, the mixture of politics and money and religion. Uh, forming the ideology of one of our parties and the other party not taking it seriously or hoping it will shoot itself in the foot somehow and the American electorate will turn against it. Well, maybe that will happen. Uh, But let's remember that nobody took seriously the demagogue and the ideologic of the Nazi party in Germany. Uh, And when uh, the conditions were right, the social conditions, and people were afraid enough, uh, the promises made by the Nazis uh, swept them into office. And once in office, uh, they had the power to obliterate all of their enemies. Now, I'm not saying we're there or anywhere near there yet, uh, although I'm more and more afraid that we could be there. So, Uh, What are some of the characteristics, the specific characteristics of all ideologies, particularly ideologies uh, 
in which religion is mixed in. Uh, one, it's all or none thinking. Uh, there's no such thing as as uh, the good is the best, and and the worst is, and and what is less than good is the worst. Everything is polarized in the thinking of those who hold on to an ideology. Uh, there are no shades of gray. It's all black and white. Our group makes no mistakes. Our group is the best. Your group is the worst. And when it's put in religious terms, our group is good. Our group is of the faithful. Uh, mixed in now, you see our group of the faithful are the true Americans and everybody else is just a miserable sinner, and everybody else is evil. Those countries that believe as we do are good countries, uh, and we won't criticize them. Uh, and, and, of course, there's so much hypocrisy, because why we won't criticize them has much less to do with the morality that they practice or the politics that they practice, but the fact that we need oil or their money, uh, and our money is tied up together, and we can't afford to call them part of an axis of evil. But those countries that really are hostile to our American exceptionalism, the idea that America is the perfect country, the perfect country created by God, uh, uh, to bring its message all over the world uh, and, and brook no arguments, uh, is their evil, the axis of evil which uh, changes from administration to administration, but uh, is there and ready to come out and justify uh, any expenditure of military uh, uh, personnel or money. And uh, no, no, there seems to be no amount of war, no, no number of wars seem to be too much uh, for this kind of ideology. So... Uh, the thinking, in many cases, is magical. You have a tremendous amount of magical uh, um, thinking. Uh, we want it to be so, so it will be so. Uh, God will make it happen. Uh, since we are perfect, since we are all-knowing, uh, that's part of the magic, the magical omnipotence, the magical goodness uh, of our group, of the in-group, those who hold power or seek power. Um, this is a, 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 an ideology that proclaims itself to be uh, all-knowing, uh, and therefore, if we know everything, uh, we don't have to worry about being wrong. And, of course, if we are wrong, we'll simply blame it and reflect it on another group. Um, so that one of the characteristics of these ideologies is they're always seeking scapegoats. This is true in families that, that operate this way, or schools, or churches, religions, or whole societies. Uh, the, 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 there is nothing uh, for many uh, of the individuals I know uh, that isn't created by uh, the political party that they dislike. Everything that the political party does is wrong, and if things go wrong, the majority or the ideologues had nothing to do with it. It was all the other person's fault. Um, tremendous amount of denial. And uh, I don't mean a river in Egypt. 
I mean, if we don't like it, it ain't so. Uh, the capacity of individuals to deny uh, the global warming, something that almost every major scientist has signed on to, is really quite remarkable. And, uh, well, again, if when politicians do it, I never really know when they're feeding into the fears uh, of the public that lead to this need for denial, because most of us are overwhelmed by the thought that the oceans are becoming acidic, uh, that a tipping point could be reached, where much of life and much of, of human life can be obliterated uh, by these terrible, vast changes that can happen in the atmosphere, in the oceans, on land, at sea. Um, uh, when the, 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 the uh, disaster, the terrible disaster took place in the Gulf, uh, it wasn't going to happen again. It, it was an accident. It was, it was just specific to that situation. It can't happen again. Uh, when the absolute disaster took place in Japan with the uh, tsunami and the nuclear uh, meltdown, uh, which is still apparently pouring uh, deadly uh, radioactivity into the waters and the atmosphere. Um, we don't have to worry here. Uh, we can do as we will because we're the superior Americans. It won't happen here. And, of course, uh, disasters can happen anywhere to anybody. Uh, nature finally has the last word, and uh, there's always something that human beings can't plan for but not in the magical thinking of those who are collectively in their mindset working together in the same ideology. Finally, well, not finally, there are other things I could add to this. Uh, critics of the ideologues are always in danger. Um, you can be attacked verbally or you can be attacked physically. We're watching the Muslim world now uh, being rendered silent by a group of ideologues uh, who do not hesitate to kill their critics. Uh, they are guilty of blasphemy, and according to them, the Koran tells that you can kill uh, any of your enemies. Uh, and your enemy is anybody who uh, will raise a doubt in you as to the total truth and validity of your belief system. And uh, this is a terrifying thing. It really is a terrifying thing. Uh, if Pakistan, for example, falls and its nuclear weapons and arsenal fall into the hands of individuals who seemingly can uh, push each other and reinforce each other to believe that um, all you have to do is blow people up to kill them, uh, uh, that this if you blow yourself up at the same time, uh, you have everlasting life and everything you've ever wished for in the afterlife. Talk about magical thinking, talk about denial, talk about uh, magical omnipotence and all of the things that I've discussed uh, that are so characteristic of children's thinking uh, that becomes the basis uh, for the thinking and ideology when people become really frightened. And I, I don't have to tell anybody here who reads the newspaper or watches television the hatred that's developing in this country for Muslims because they're fearful uh, of what could possibly happen 
um, uh, if, uh, if the threat from the Muslim, uh, those, those rogue groups uh, become fully powerful in a modern state with modern weapons. It doesn't do well for our future. Uh, I know I've listened to individuals in my community call for a total war on all Muslims, killing every man, woman, and child. Uh, one of these individuals who was Jewish said that uh, uh, to my query, uh, yes, all the babies should be killed too. And uh, the old people, women, all have to be wiped out because we're in that kind of a war. And when I said to him, who will do this? He said, a special group of soldiers who could be trained to do this. And I said, look in the mirror and you will see the Nazis uh, who destroyed the Jews because you are now on that side of the mirror with them. You will see yourself darkly through the glass because to say we should have those kind of commandos trained out of American troops to kill babies, wipe out whole population of over a billion people, uh, even if it could be done, uh, is absolutely uh, horrifying, but in his thinking, a necessity, an ideological necessity uh, in which uh, he believes God is on his side and therefore, as God whispers in his ear, it makes it right. Uh, you want to see your enemy? Just start uh, to examine your own ideology or, or get trapped in it, and then you are the enemy that you hate and fear. Full of righteousness, full of rage, uh, full of the capacity to do to them what you are afraid they will do to you. So, I don't think there's anybody listening at four in the afternoon. Um, let's see, what time is it? Eh, it's almost, I have eight minutes left. I think I could close the show now. I think I've said what I wanted to say. Um, I don't see how we're going to be, get out of this. Uh, one of the things, again, I see happening in this country, particularly here in Florida, is that uh, cutting the budget in education, cutting the humanities, cutting... All of the subjects that make life worth living. Uh, I, I came up with a good sentence some years ago in one of my books. I said, commerce makes life possible. Business makes it possible. Uh, art, music, poetry. That makes life worth living. And apparently, uh, let's close down uh, the educational system to the degree that there is no art, there is no music. Uh, let, let's do all of that good stuff, uh, and we can train engineers, or we can train people to work at uh, Walmart uh, or, or uh, some service job in which they won't have the, uh, the in intellectual capacity to criticize or make a critical evaluation of some of the nonsense that spews forth on the Internet and on television 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, I, I worry about that. I worry about it terribly. So I will leave my worries where they are, and uh, I'm going to say goodbye and close down today's broadcast. I will be uh, going on a trip. I'll be leaving the country for the next couple of weeks, so uh, I will not do a broadcast 
uh, perhaps my trip overseas will uh, give me some inspiration to either go in a new direction <clears throat> or to expand on the direction I've taken in this and the previous three uh, shows that I've done. Okay, take care, goodbye, good luck, and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.